Welcome to Living Truth Radio, a ministry of Living Truth Christian Fellowship with Pastor Michael Lands. It's our goal to build up believers and to reach out with God's truth to all people. And now, here's Pastor Michael. 1 Samuel 28. Why would the warnings be in the Bible if all mediums and spiritists, if it was just a hoax, if it was just a game, if there was no validity to it whatsoever, why does God warn us about it? Think about it. He warns us about it because there is a power on the other side. And that power ultimately is looking to destroy you. In these cases, when someone dabbles in the occult, it's exciting. There's a power. And then all of a sudden, it gets darker and darker because Satan's ultimate goal is to destroy you. So you take that first thing, whatever that first thing is. Some, for some people, it was a drug, and it's intoxicating, and it's exciting. And then all of a sudden, you're in a prison, One of my friends years ago said that cocaine was the devil's dandruff. And people, they they mess with these things and then all of a sudden they find that that thing which they felt they were in control of now is in control of them. And behind that thing is the devil laughing. That's the point. You see, yeah, there there are some things about uh, this particular area of life that intrigues people but you're not supposed to mess with it go to first samuel 15 just uh, back a few chapters first samuel 15 look at verse 22 when saul got in trouble he didn't obey god and samuel said first samuel 15 22 has the lord as much delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices 15 22 as in obeying the voice of the lord behold to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed than the fat of rams. For rebellion, 1 Samuel 15, 23, is as the sin of what? Witchcraft or divination. Divination to divine something means you want to find out information by means outside of God. So you go and you do something and for some people it's crystal balls and scrying and and messages that they can get somehow from the other world. They're looking for information. And God says through Samuel to Saul, your sin of rebellion, you not obeying God, is the same thing as divination. It's the same thing as witchcraft. It's the same. Same level of sin. And insubordination as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected you from being king. That's Saul's story. Saul wouldn't listen to God when God spoke to him, so God stopped speaking. Do you know that most of your life has to do with whether or not you're willing to listen to what God says to you when he speaks to you. Do you know that there's some people in your life that you stopped speaking to, you gave up, you encouraged and exhorted, and now you don't speak to them anymore because they won't listen to you? Well, with God, there's apparently some people who come to a point where God says, until you listen to what I've already said to you, I'm not saying anything more. And you get a divine silence, and that's a scary place to be. 
But if that happens, then maybe the thing for us to do is to go back and say, well, maybe I need to go revisit message one (laughs) and what the Lord's trying to show me. And for Saul, he really needed to repent of what he was doing. In 1 Chronicles 10, 13 and 14, just write it down for your notes, it says, So Saul died for his trespass which he committed against the Lord because of the word of the Lord which he did not keep. And also because he asked counsel of a medium making inquiry of it and did not inquire of the Lord. Therefore, he, God, killed him. And turn the kingdom to David, the son of Jesse, 1 Chronicles 10, 13, and 14. God killed him. Wow, I don't know how that fits with your theology. But God took Saul out by means of the Philistine army, but he did take him out. In the book of Deuteronomy, if you turn over there for a second, Deuteronomy, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, go to um, chapter 18. Here's the warning to Israel as they head into the land of Canaan. Deuteronomy 18, look at verse 9. When you enter the land which the Lord your God gives you, you shall not learn to imitate the detestable things of those nations. Deuteronomy 18.10 There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or daughter pass through the fire, one who uses divination, one who practices witchcraft, or one who interprets omens, or a sorcerer. 18.11 Or one who casts a spell, or a medium, or a spiritist, or one who calls up the dead, which is called necromancy, For whoever does these things is detestable to the Lord, and because of these detestable things, the Lord your God will drive them out before you. You shall be blameless before the Lord your God. For those nations which you shall dispossess, listen to those who practice witchcraft and the diviners. But as for you, the Lord your God has not allowed you to do so. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, From your own countrymen, you shall listen to him. And that's a reference ultimately to Jesus in Acts 3, verse 22. Here's the warning. Don't go elsewhere for your answers. Because if you do, you're messing with something that God says not to mess with. Sometimes when we go somewhere for answers, it's because we don't like what what we're hearing from God. So we go to the next thing the next book that will tell us what we want to hear. There are people in the church today that will um, know that the Word of God is speaking clearly on something and they'll try to find someone who claims to be a Christian who's written a book to justify what they want to do because they don't like what they're hearing. Well, Saul had to cover up himself to, to go to this Medium, this is back in 28, 1 Samuel 28, 8. Saul disguised himself by putting on other clothes. If you have to cover your face, if you have to go somewhere under the cover of night, if you have to take off your normal clothing by which people might recognize you, Living Truth Christian Fellowship t-shirt, for example. (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't wear this. You might ask a deeper question. (laughs) Like, why don't I want to wear this t-shirt right now? 
because it's an identifying marker. And for Saul, he had to take off the royal clothing, which was apropos, it was fitting. He was no longer acting like a king. In fact, he was rejected as the king. Why wear the clothing anymore? And so there's a symbolism here. He shouldn't be wearing the king's clothing anyway, but he takes it off. And there's a symbolic gesture here, but he's taking it off because he knows that there's Philistine armies patrolling the roads and he's got to pass through the Philistine camp to get to the witch at Endor because her house is up to the north and it's a couple of miles past the camp. So he's got to go with a big hoodie on to pass through there. So nobody sees who he is. That's when you know you're in trouble. When you got the dark sunglasses on. <laughs> right? And Saul took off those clothes. He disguised himself. And he went. He had two men with him, probably two bodyguards. And they came to the woman by night. And he said, Conjure up for me, or please conduct a seance, New King James for me, and bring up for me whom I shall name to you. He arrives at the palm reader's house, <laughs> the medium's house. And he says, hey, I want you to conduct a seance for me. Years ago, we were uh, in an elder meeting and we were sharing testimonies. And I've told uh, this story before, but some of you may not have uh, heard it before. We had an elder named Brian. He was the quietest guy on the elder team. Everybody else would talk first, and Brian would hear everybody, and then he would give us wisdom at the end, and we'd always go, why can't we be more like Brian? Because he listened first. Well, anyway, we were giving testimonies about how we became Christians, and Brian was the last to share, as he always was, and he said, well, here's how I became a Christian. Me and a buddy of mine went off one day, and we went and smoked some pot, and we came to my house, and my mom was messing with the occult, and she had a medium at the house, at the kitchen table, and there was several people at the kitchen table in my house. She was conducting a seance. We sat down. We were loaded, me and my buddy, and we, we thought, well, this will be fun. And she started doing her stuff, going into her machinations or whatever she was doing, and he said, the lights began to flicker in the hallway of my house. And I knew the house wasn't wired. It was my house. Then I was hearing knocking noises under the table. And I looked. And everybody's hands were above the table. And then he said something really strange happened. The table lifted up in my kitchen, moved four feet, and pinned the medium against my kitchen wall. He said, me and my friend boogied stage left out of there as quickly as possible, ran to a local church and became Christians. And we're all in this elder meeting like, what? (laughs) Brian, we never knew. And we said, well, why did you do it then? He said, because we talked on the way out and said, if the power on the evil side is this strong, we're going to become Christians. Wow. Wow. Well, here's Saul. He's come into this home of this medium. She's part of this group that's been cast out of the land. And he says, I want you to call somebody up. I want you to conjure somebody up for me. I want you to contact a dead person. Necromancy. You're not to traffic with the dead. It's condemned in the Bible. Don't try to have discourse 
with the dead. You've all probably, you've probably seen the Hollywood movies where someone is trying to contact their loved one, understand the reason why, understand the deep a desire to want to communicate with someone who's gone, but the Bible says don't do that. Some years back on mainstream television, there was a guy claiming that he could talk with the dead. You remember the guy, John Edward, I think was his name. He had a program, daytime television, very popular at the time. And he was claiming that he was interacting with dead loved ones. And what he was doing was he was cold reading people. He would fish for information, and it was funny because he did this with a movie star. I was doing research for a radio program, and he was throwing out questions to this movie star, and he got the first five questions wrong. Do you have an aunt named Ellie? No. Do you have a cousin named Fred? No. Do you have a sister named Dorothy? No. <laughs> it was like over oh, five. And then he threw out this question, and he, and he got the movie star hooked with about the sixth question. Oh, yeah, I do have an Uncle Charlie. He was over five before that. I think you would see through that, but he was so desperate to want to hear from his loved one, and now this guy had him, and he was talking about, oh, was there a ring in the family? Well, doesn't just about everybody wear a ring? This is how you cold read. This is how you fish for information. Then you, you convince somebody that, you've, that you're talking to their dead loved one. I'm not saying that some people don't have demonic power, but some people are just messing around. And, and this movie star was convinced, and I was screaming at my television, oh, for five on the first five questions. Hello. He even claimed in a studio audience, that somebody's dead dog was running up the steps to them and sitting on their lap even now. (laughs) Hi, (laughs) Reggie. Sorry, that was a little Scooby-Doo for you. (laughs) Can you believe that? And people were buying it. Desperation. Well, here's Saul. He's desperate for answers. So desperate that he's going to break his own law. He's going to go to a medium. And can you imagine being her? The last person that she would expect to come to her place of business was Saul. Well, here comes this guy. I want you to conjure somebody up for me. God said to Israel, It is the Lord of hosts you should regard as holy. He shall be your fear, he shall be your dread. Then, if you fear him, he shall become a sanctuary. Both, but to both the houses of Israel, a stone to strike and a rock to stumble over and a snare and a trap for the inhabitants of Jerusalem. The response to God's promises reveals who you truly are. If you respond to God, he will become a sanctuary for you. If you reject him, he'll become a stumbling stone for you. That's the message. That's from Isaiah chapter 8. God goes on to say this. When they say to you, consult mediums and the spiritists who whisper and mutter, should not a people consult their God? Should they consult the dead on behalf of the living? To the law and to the testimony, this is Isaiah 8, 19 and 20, 
If they do not speak according to this word, it is because they have no light in them. Isaiah 8, verse 20. If somebody starts telling you, oh, I'm getting communication from the netherworld, and I've now got inside information, and they don't speak according to the law and the testimony, that's the, the Bible. There's no light in them. What's the opposite of light? Darkness. So you know where they're getting their information. It's not from God. The woman said to him, to Saul, verse 9, Behold, you know what Saul has done. She doesn't know he's Saul yet. How he has cut off those who are mediums and spiritists from the land. It's tough sledding these days. Why are you then laying a snare for my life to bring about my death? She knew there was a death sentence. Saul was the one who laid it down. Now at this point, if you're Saul and you have any conscience left at all, wouldn't the woman's words kind of bother you? You know, this King Saul, you made a policy, and the policy says, don't go to mediums and spiritists. In fact, we've been kicked out of town. And Saul's the one in the hood and the sunglasses. Wouldn't your conscience bother you if you were breaking the, your own godly law that you had laid down in the land? You've just preached to somebody. We'll get real practical now. You just told a friend, you know what, that's not the right thing to do. God says, here's the scripture verse. And you exhort them in the Lord. And two hours later, uh, you're breaking your own word. Oh, ouch. And if you've got any conscience and the Spirit's in you, you start to say, you know, a couple hours ago I just told a friend not to do this. It was my own exhortation. We've all been there. But Saul is not hearing anything. And Saul vowed to her by the Lord. He invoked the name of God. And he said, as the Lord lives, look at verse 10, there shall no, uh, no punishment come upon you for this thing. Don't worry, sweetie. It's fine. As the Lord lives, I swear to God, Nothing bad will happen to you. Just go ahead and conjure up the person I'm going to... What in the... When your life has gotten that low, when you start invoking the name of God to break the law of God, there's something wrong. And that's what Saul's doing now. But she seems convinced. The woman said, well, whom shall I bring up for you? And he said, bring up Samuel for me. Samuel, the, the anointed one, that, uh, the, the one who anointed the kings, the one who was anointed as a prophet, the one who spoke uh, to Saul and warned him all the way along. When the woman saw Samuel, so now she says, give me the name. He says, Samuel, we have no information about what she does now. We don't know if she goes into a little, you know, whatever she does. In fact, maybe she did nothing. Maybe we need to take this as, the moment she said, give me the name, Samuel is there. And when the woman saw Samuel, she cried out with a loud voice. <laughs> I don't know if this means she had never had success before. <laughs> like, stuff doesn't really happen. I just got the sign up and I charged 10 bucks. <laughs> now there's ghosts in the living room. <laughs> Who in the world are you? 
She cried out with a loud voice, and the woman spoke to Saul, saying, Why have you deceived me? You are Saul. Hood comes off. How does she know it's Saul? I don't really know, except that maybe she thinks the only person in Israel who would be trying to call up a dead prophet is probably the king. I don't know. But she says, you're Saul. You've been deceiving me. And she's freaked out. Samuel's there. There's a lot of people who question this whole scene. And they say, this can't really happen. No, 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 that can't really be Samuel. Uh, in fact, many of the church fathers believed that this was an imposter, a demon, acting like he was Samuel. But the straight reading of the text makes it very clear that it is actually Samuel. And I understand why people wrestle with this, because they're saying, well, this is a seance, and uh, a prophet's called up. But think about it this way. How would a medium call up a dead saint unless God allowed it? She doesn't have that kind of power. Behind this whole thing is actually God, because God's about to give a message to Saul that he's in the wrong neighborhood, asking the wrong questions. And this is going to end really bad. And so here's the woman, freaked out. She now knows that it's Saul and God has done this in the past. Remember when Moses and Elijah appear with Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration? God does do these things. This is not the norm. But here's something else. Samuel, though dead, was alive. There's life after death. When your body dies, you ain't dead. You're alive. God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. Your loved one who died in Jesus Christ is alive right now. More alive than they've ever been before. And Samuel's there. And if you're Samuel, <laughs> you've got to be thinking something like this. I thought I would never have to put up with this man again. <laughs> Don't you think? Aren't there some people? Let's face it. Let's be real. When you go to heaven, you think, I'm probably never going to have to deal with that person again. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> I think that Saul had to be near the top of the list for Samuel. Samuel's heart was grieved over Saul, broken over him. And Samuel said to Saul, um, let's skip back, go back to verse uh, 13, I'm sorry. The king said to her, don't be afraid, what do you see? The woman said to Saul, I see a divine being. The word divine is Elohim. Maybe because of her pagan belief, she sees some sort of spirit being coming out of the earth. What in the world is going on here? One writer I was reading this week said, it's possible that in a medium's house like this, they would have dug a hole to divine spirits out of the hole. So that when she says, I see him coming up out of the earth, maybe she's seeing just something coming up out of the floor. Don't know for sure. Is she gazing into some sort of thing that she uses? There, Saul can't see it, but she can. Don't know for sure. But she sees something, and Saul's trying to reassure her. He's the one that's afraid, but 
Now he's reassuring the medium. And so she sees something. It's something like a divine being, a spirit, something coming out of the earth. And he said to her, well, that doesn't help. What is his form? She said, an old man is coming up. He is wrapped with a robe or he's covered with a mantle. And Saul knew that it was Samuel. And he bowed with his face to the ground and he did homage. Now Saul would remember that robe because he grabbed that robe a few chapters back and it tore. And Samuel the prophet turned to Saul and said, The kingdom is torn from you. Hi everybody, this is Cameron Thomas here, and I'm sitting here with Pastor Michael, and we're about to embark on a new adventure for Living Truth Radio. It's not going to replace the program that you're listening to right now, it's actually in addition to what you're listening to. So, Pastor Michael, what's this new adventure that we're embarking on? The new adventure is called The Bible Answer Show, Cameron, and it is a show to get questions from our listening audience and to give them answers. The tagline is, you've got questions... We've got answers. At least we hope to have all the answers, Cameron. And so it's a live interaction show, Q&A style. When can people listen to this new show? This show is going to be on from 12 to 1 Pacific time every Friday. So that's the time, 12 to 1 Pacific time on Fridays. And how can people access this? There's a number of ways to access it, Cameron, and the hub of it all is livingtruthradio.org. That's our website. And I'm hoping that our listening audience has already been there, livingtruthradio.org. And there they'll be able to find out all the different ways to interact with the Bible Answer Show. And the different vehicles are Facebook Live, live YouTube channel. We'll have podcasting where they can go back and listen to the show later. And they can even email questions to us at answers at livingtruthradio.org. That's answers at livingtruthradio.org. Awesome. So make sure you guys get those questions into us because otherwise we're trying to guess what questions you have and we're not mind readers. So get those questions into us so we can answer them for you on Fridays. Pastor Michael, anything? Last thoughts? Well, you're kind of the Facebook guy, Cameron, and I was thinking when people go to Facebook Live and they they have to like the Bible Answer Show, right? So tell them about how to like it and then how to get their questions. You have to go to facebook.com slash Bible Answer Show. There's no the, just Bible Answer Show. And you like the page, and if you follow us on Facebook Live on Fridays, you can actually ask your questions there. That's the only real live format that you can ask your questions. Otherwise, you have to email them in. And when they do that, they'll be able to interact with us live and get their questions answered right there on the spot. So that's it's going to be great, Cameron, and we're really excited. And hey, I just want to tell you guys... Keep us in prayer on the Bible Answer Show. We're adding this as a new show. We know you have questions, and you may have friends, family members have questions. They may live in other states or even another country. Tell them about the show. Keep us in prayer, and join us this Friday at 12 p.m. Pacific Time on the Bible Answer Show. Can't wait to be with you guys. On behalf of Living Truth Radio and Pastor Michael Lance, blessings to you all. LivingTruthRadio.org Thank you for listening to today's program. If you'd like to listen to this message again, learn more about our church in Corona, or to access archived messages, go to livingtruthradio.org and click on the church tab. You can follow us on Instagram at livingtruthcorona or download the Living Truth Christian Fellowship app on Apple and Android devices. 
Living Truth Radio is a listener-supported ministry. You can partner with us by donating at livingtruthradio.org.